everyone. This is episode three of Stolen Homes. And uh, we left off last episode. Uh, um, there was three weeks of peace. Turkey said, we're not going to attack anymore. Um, Baba, you're still in the village. Hi, Baba. <laughs> Hi, Olympia. Hi. <laughs> so you're still in uh, your home with Yaya and Bapu and your siblings. And you guys weren't super trusting, but they said, as in Turkey said, that there was going to be peace and they were having conversations with Greece, like peace talks. Um, and now this is August 14th. So this is where we're starting, 1974. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but during these, thro- these three weeks mm-hmm. between the 22nd of uh, July, 1974, and the 14th of uh, August, there were, I mean, there was truce. We didn't attack them, but what the Turks were doing is that they kept unloading tanks and military mm. personnel and all kinds of weapons yeah. uh, on the northern shores uh, of Cyprus near Kirinya and Lapithos and Caravas, those three places. Those uh, Kirinya was a small town and Lapithos and Caravas were smaller towns. Yeah. And, they, and they kept unloading and unloading and unloading things. So they were preparing for something. During the peace talks they were doing That's that. correct. Wow. And, and in fact, what they had also done is that they had um, overrun a couple of the villages that were there during that time of truce. Hmm. And people fled and came to the non-occupied parts now of Cyprus, which yeah. were the rest of the the island. And and horror stories were told us, especially mm. the last few days before the 14th, okay? Okay. Like between the 10th of August and the 14th of August, the Turkish troops began to uh, activate and, and capture the small towns around them in the northern mm. part, in the, yeah, on, on, the, on the northern shores of uh Cyprus close to Gerinya. Yeah. And so uh, we kept hearing these horror stories of uh, hmm. uh, rapes in the villages and all kinds of different things that the Turkish troops were doing. We didn't want to believe it, but right. um, we were all scared. Everybody was scared, really. I mean, we and we were hoping that the, the big powers, the British, the Americans, you know, I mean, and of course, Poor little Greece, you know, who was also not <laughs> that yeah. powerful, would do something and help us, and yeah. and we and we were hoping that actually Greece will never abandon us. She was mm. the motherland for us. She was the you yeah. know, I mean, the only protector that we could have was yeah. Greece. But of course, England, I mean, the British had control of Cyprus because they had two military bases in the southern part of Cyprus, mm. which they still have to this day, which the Americans were also using at that time and they're still using it today. So we were hoping actually that uh, these superpowers will stop the Turks from... Invading. Yeah, from actually harming us, okay? Right. Um, But they didn't. They didn't. They let them do it. And uh, I can understand they let them do it, uh, you know, on July 20th, but there was no reason to let them actually do what they did on uh, on the 14th of August. Why do you say you understand on July 20th? Yeah, I understand because it was kind of sudden. It was, you know, it was like, um, like it okay, the Turks did something. Nobody knew they would do it, which is really not true. Everybody knew they encouraged them to do it, I think. But yeah. never mind. Uh, I, you know, I mean, we could say that, uh, okay, they started, but they didn't have to let them continue. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. they, they could have told them, stop, you're not going anywhere, uh, and then have them negotiate something and give them a small base somewhere, perhaps, or whatever, something. But they didn't have to. Um, basically push half the population of Cyprus out of their homes and destroy yeah. their homes and destroy the churches and yeah. destroy the uh, you know the monuments and the and all the ancient uh, sites and and uh, and uh, basically do a, basically do a, a cleansing a, a, an ethnic cleansing of the of the northern part of the island yeah. and and kill people the way they did and mm-hmm. rape people and and destroy cemeteries and churches and yeah. I mean, they didn't have to do that yeah okay? yeah there had to be a better way to, to address this instead of the way they allowed them to do this. And and that's my biggest disappointment really in all of mm-hmm. this is that, that, that the people who, cha- who are champions of freedom and, and champions of democracy and champions of uh, fairness and whatever, and they claim to be to this day, mm. they actually let the Turks do it with the weapons they gave them. Okay? Yeah. It was American weapons they used. It was British weapons they used. The British were just... Um, Showing them where not to enter, where their bases were, but mm. they allowed them to take the lands that were that belonged to that us. Bl- yeah, 
Okay, and that is, and that is really, uh, I think, what really hurts me the most. And when I yeah. hear politicians speak about freedom and democracy and uh, and uh, and human rights, and right. uh, it's it's uh, they're all liars. They're all <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all just playing with the people's minds, and yeah. they don't do that. They never do that. Okay, mm-hmm. rarely they would do the right thing, and they only do it for the right re- for the. For their own reasons, yeah. for their or own benefiting interests. Themselves. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. Anyway, so the fourteenth, um, we we had this. We 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 were worried about this. We were really worried that uh, that something would happen. Yeah. So during those three weeks, actually, I, I think I, I spoke about it before. We we dug a uh, a um, a makeshift um, oh, yeah. bomb shelter, sort of, you know, we, which we covered with with logs and and soil. And um, and it was it was an emergency kind of thing yeah. because they bombed us during the first round of uh, of the invasion. We were we were afraid, and and planes came over over us many times during mm-hmm. this time. So the Turkey was violating the air space of Cyprus continually during those three weeks. They yeah, were just uh, they were doing reconnaissance uh, um, flights, and they were just mapping everything out and preparing for the big. Uh, uh, the big, <laughs> the big run that they did, exactly. which yeah. Anyway, so, so we uh, we built that thing, and we were, um, you know, using uh, thinking about using it if we needed to. So on the fourteenth, what happened is that I, again, I volunteered with the same group of people that we were the first time. Not the same; they were not all the same because some of them left and went to their units, and the ones who were actually uh, they were supposed to have. Uh, uh, to be part of the military, they went to their military. Oh, interesting. Yeah, units, okay. and they, and you know, but there were about ten of us, I think. Okay, that uh, were not draftable, or you know, they they were able to be there, and we and we had acquired some uh, anti-aircraft uh, machine guns. Hmm. Okay, a very big one, and then a couple of smaller ones, and so uh, I left the house in the morning. I joined the group again. I told my parents I was going, you know, and, and this we time were, they knew. And and this time what we were going to do mm. were was to go to the nearby hills mm-hmm. which overlooked the uh the plains looking toward the west, toward Nicosia. Okay. And um and the purpose was to basically uh install the machine guns, the anti aircraft machine guns mm-hmm. with the thinking that we, we could actually um, fire at the planes if they came to bomb right. Marathovnos again. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And um, yeah, so we were up on the on the hills called Anefani. Okay, it was part of our. That's a cool. Yeah, the part of Marathovnos. You know, was yeah. uh, my father had uh, some fields on that side too. That's cool. And there was a nice little. Um, uh, a nice little uh, forest. We call it the Sagi. And the, uh, when we were in school, the teachers would take us there for little picnics. Like picnics. <laughs> it was very nice. They did that to us. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, <laughs> That's um, cool. Yeah. So we went up on the hills and uh, we found some really nice location uh, that we could um, put the uh, machine guns in it. And, um, and we actually uh, positioned them so that we can have, we can do a kind of a 360 uh, a monitoring of the, mm. of, the, of the air, of the skies. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, I, I was not the one who was capable of doing all of this. I was just assisting, right. you know, kind of, I would be the, the you know. The, Bringing ammo. Yeah, the <laughs> ammo guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was just, yeah, to helping out with the ammo and, uh, and um, anyway, yeah. and, and, and making it easier for the, um, uh, the the guys that knew how to use machine guns. Right. So, um, I'm on the um, we're on the hills and we're in, we're in that place which was kind of protected in some ways because it was like a a, a um, like a cave area where it's kind of rounded and we were in the middle, hmm, like sheltered almost. Yeah, almost yeah. sheltered. So if if say um, they dropped something. Uh, against our position, mm-hmm. we would be able to um, be protected from the uh, uh, the explosion because we're lower level. Okay, yeah. So that was the idea. It was it was very well positioned, and and so we we established our position. We um, uh, sat there, and and then planes will come, mm-hmm. 
and they would fly over us and fly over Marathovnos, you know, our village. And but we wouldn't shoot at them; we just left them alone. Okay. And we were only we were only supposed to uh, hit them if they attacked. If okay. we saw them dropping bombs, then we would hit them. We would try. They would them. have to go first, basically. Yeah, yeah. We Attack will not start this. Yeah, yeah, we will yeah. not start this. That's that was smart. the, yeah, yeah. That was the plan. Okay, and we all knew that was the plan. We're not supposed to shoot unless they we shoot first. Yeah. So, hmm. but they're waiting, and um, uh, and this is about the middle of the day. Okay. We um, we see trucks, military trucks coming. From the main road, we could see the main road from uh, the, the run from Lefkosia to Amohostos, mm-hmm. Nicosia to Famagusta. We could mm-hmm. see the main road from our location. We're up on the hill. It's about a mile away or so. And we could see these trucks coming along the main road, mm. military trucks. Mm. And some of them turned around and took the road and came toward us. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And these were uh, the National Guard, the Cyprus National Guard. Ah, these were okay. Greek they Cypriots. were Cypriots, yeah. yeah. So they came up to the hill, mm-hmm. and we asked them what was going on. And they said, we have been sent to set a line of defense on these hills. Okay, welcome. <laughs> so they had some really, uh, there they were some big uh, big uh, cannon, uh, mm. uh, anti-tank cannons. Interesting. Yeah, anti, yeah, anti-tank, which means that they were thinking that they would have to confront the tanks. Yeah. And so they, they started setting their equipment and kind of trying to prepare a defense line and they spread out. Um, Did they let you guys stay there? Oh yeah, we, we didn't go anywhere. We just stayed there and they set up next to us and they kind of created a line of defense. So they let you be a part of it. Well, that's interesting. Too. Well, of course, we were part of it. We yeah. were sent there too. So we were, right, right, you know, right. we're not the regular troops, but we were supporting the regular troops. Yeah, that's yeah. what we did the first time too. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah, were in cooperation, true. but now these guys they were fleeing the front line. That's what we didn't realize completely, mm. that they were sending them um, because somewhere the front line broke, okay? Uh-huh, okay? What happened was, okay, and this is now, we didn't know exactly what's happening, so we turned the radio on, mm-hmm. uh, the, the RIC, the Cyprus radio station, uh, the government radio station, mm-hmm. this uh, Greek station, and, and we turned it on and they would not tell us anything. Oh, wow. So you know what we did? Mm. Um, we were not sure what was happening. P- planes, I mean, planes were coming back and forth and kind of flying all over us. And, um, and we were wondering what on earth was happening because the, our radio would not say anything and we didn't get any communication from the uh, military. Yeah. So we turned the Turkish radio station on. No way. Yes. It was a, a Turkish radio station that had a Greek program. Really? Yes. <laughs> and we uh, listened to them. Oh, my goodness. And they told us. Well, they were t- talking about what was happening. Yeah, yeah. And they were t- saying that the the um, the military troops had unleashed mm. a an, an all-France attack on the Greeks. Mm. And they were reclaiming the island. They would not even say... Uh, how, how much of the island? Or will, you know, I mean, they didn't know. They just, the yeah. So what they had done is that they defeated all our troops okay. that were on the mountains of um, Pendadactylos, which were uh, overlooking over their positions. Okay. They had hit them with planes overnight uh, in the morning, early in the morning, as soon as the, the light came out. They hit them with with planes, with mm-hmm. fire from the air. Mm-hmm. They hit them f- with fire from the ground. They basically dissolved all of the resistance on the mountain. Oh, wow. The tanks came over the mountain <laughs> and headed for Lefkosia. Oh, wow. They entered, well, they went around the, the Lefkosia was divided into Turkish and, and Greek. Mm-hmm. So they went around the, uh, well, some of the troops went into the Turkish part of Lefkosia, but yeah, the yeah. tanks could not really go into the city. So right. what they did is they went around the city, yeah. Lefkosia, and they headed east. Well, okay, they split into two parts. Okay. Half of them went west toward uh, toward the the town of Morfu, which is on the west coast of Cyprus, mm-hmm. and the other half started coming east toward our positions. Okay. And toward Famagusta, they wanted to go to Amogostos and and capture this uh, this part of the island. Mm-hmm. So what they did was that they split into two and 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 they were heading. Of course, this was told to us by the Turkish uh, radio station called Bayrak. Oh, okay. 
wow. that was the name of it. <laughs> so Bayrak was the guy, he's also making fun of us and making fun of the Greek troops that were running away oh, wow. and uh, and all kinds of different things anyway. So oh, man. it was it was really very heartbreaking to hear that. Yeah. So we were kind of praying and saying, somebody will come to our help. Somebody has to come to our help. Mm. You know, it's like, this cannot Somebody's happen. Somebody's going to rescue us. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this cannot happen. Yeah. Well, um, about uh, two o'clock, maybe, uh, around two o'clock, maybe, we could see spots on the... It, this was summertime. Mm-hmm. The land is dry. You know, Cyprus is like a desert in the summer. Yeah, okay, yeah, everything yeah. is dry. Oh, yeah. And we're looking on the plains. Okay, we're on the hill looking out, and this hill kind of cuts the plains of Mesauria, the center part of the island, cuts it into into two. Yeah. So on one side is Lefkosia area, on the other side is the Amohostos area. Yeah. So we're on the plains, and we can see on the east there is nothing, of course. On the west, the flat plain, you can see all the way to Lefkosia, 15 mm. miles away. Yeah. And then suddenly we see in the um, on the horizon, mm. all right, about five miles away, maybe 10 miles away. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, it yeah. was, no, 10 miles was Lefkosia, eh, probably five, six miles away. We could see, um, starting from the highway, the, the main road connecting Lefkosia to Amogostos, mm. um, we could see spots of dust rising in the air. And, oh. and we could see something moving on the ground, creating the dust. Huh, okay. Next to it, there's another one. Next to it, there's another one. Next to it, there's another one. Okay. Okay. So, I didn't know what it was. Um, the others were saying, what on earth is happening? <laughs> and one of the, the guys that was really, uh, he was in the, in the, he was in the, Brin, uh, the Green Berets. He was a, mm. a commando and he was, a, he was well trained. And he happened to stay behind and he was with us. Mm. And he was with us until the end. Hmm. And then he stayed behind and we lost him. We, uh. and, he, and he got lost. He was probably taken by the Turks. Jeez. He was definitely taken by the Turks. He never. But he was with us until that moment. And he looked at us and he says, these are tanks. What? Yes. These are tanks. They're, we were so far away, we cannot really. But um, they look like dust because how yeah, far away. There, there are little things in the, in the, in, in the, in the horizon with dust rising from them because they're ah, running. They're running. Yeah, they're lifting the, up the dust. Yeah, they're yeah. lifting up the dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they were next to each other. The whole what? horizon was filled with this. Oh, my God. With uh, tanks, little tiny dots that were dots actually tanks. Dots that were actually tanks. And they were oh, all coming man. toward us. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah. Wow. Well, we thought about it for a little bit. Everybody thought about it for a little bit. And, yeah. and then we looked at the planes over us and we said, maybe the... You know, these are Greek maybe, planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not hitting us, you know. They're, right. Maybe they're uh, whatever else, you know. I mean, we're hoping, we're kind of hoping and praying of that maybe maybe Greece would come. Yeah. We turned Bayrak on, and Bayrak <laughs> is making fun of us and saying, Oh, no. Uh, your mother is not a mother, she's a stepmother, and <laughs> she's not coming to help you. Oh, my. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he was You've making never fun said of us, yeah. that story mm. before. Oh, yeah. It was very sad. So, Wait, everybody so was, was a Turk who knew Greek? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a, a Turkish radio station that was uh, in Greek. And the and the Greek radio station has a program, had a program in, in Greek Tur- at the time, too. Uh, I mean, in, in Turkish. Turkish. Mm. But, uh, yeah, this particular guy... But you remember that, like, so Oh, yeah, I mean, it's particular. Like, we used to listen to him. We used to listen to him because, you know, I mean, sometimes he was funny, sometimes he was... And he was the same guy, okay? And this time, he was really funny, but making fun of was us. Was that radio station? Was he in Cyprus? Yeah, on the yeah. radio talking like yeah, that yeah, while this was, was going on. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. <laughs> that is disgusting. And we and we well, I mean I mean, come on, you're on the island and people he was are celebrate he was celebrating because, you know, we were the weak ones right now and you know, he was at, on that's the top crazy. of the and uh and, and of course he knew exactly what was going on and we had but that's no idea. My point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had no idea. Which but is we're even learning. more sick. Yeah. It's even sicker than But we're learning before. what's happening. That's we learned from him that these are Turkish tanks. You he learned actually, from a Turk yeah. in Greek that those are Turkish tanks. Who is making because fun of you? Because he told us that the that the tanks have been unleashed to take to re- reclaim Cyprus. Basically, that was the reclaim. idea. Reclaim. Why yeah, do they because, keep using that language? Yeah, because the Ottoman Empire had Cyprus for some time. Ah, okay. Ah, they're okay. reclaiming it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's an, a key thing. I think yeah, we all yeah, need yeah. to know. That's very important. Well, you have to realize that um, the Turks want to recreate 
their great yeah. Ottoman Empire. Yeah, yeah. Even even today, the present government mm. Erdogan, mm. his his dream is to re re uh, create the Ottoman Empire. Mm. He even built the palace with a thousand rooms in Ankara. Oh, wow. Okay, he's making himself the great uh, mm. uh, sultan. So anyway, but. Um, and of course, there is something else in Islam which is very important, which I think that uh, Greek Cypriots and, and Greeks to this day have ignored, and others are not probably aware of it. Yeah. That uh, when you when when Islam captures a land, it makes it a land of Islam, and that's that's glory to Allah. Mm. When Islam loses a land, that is shame, mm. and that is anathema. Mm. So the future generations of Islam have a kind of a, um, uh, a requirement and they have an obligation to recapture those la- lost lands mm. that Islam has lost. So, mm. you know, I mean, that is in the background religiously. Of course, there is also the ethnic part. There is also the political power. Yeah. There is also strategic it, power. There's a lot of things going on. A lot of things time. going on. But in the background, there is this... You have those factors. This theological thing, which I didn't know about it until I learned theology and I studied Islam in a more deeper way. Deeper way. But... Yeah. But uh, yeah. that reclaim is what we're talking about. And anyway, so, um, yes, so we're on the hill. We have these huge weapons. Mm. And uh, we we are seeing the tanks coming, and they're like mm. six, seven miles away. They're not Debating very Debating on so what they're, you're going to do, yeah. Yeah, they'll be, you know, be catching up with us. I mean, they're oh. probably going... Five to five miles an hour yeah, or something. They're still, not going very fast. Six but miles, though, isn't that Six miles, far? it would be there. In, well, they were there within the hour. Yeah. And, and within the hour, we, we left. All right, so what we did is that hmm. we um, we looked at each other, we discussed what we can do, and we decided that the best thing to do is to pack up everything we have mm. on the truck. We had a truck. It was a private truck. It was a civilian truck. So pack mm-hmm. everything on the truck, get on the truck ourselves, and uh, and uh, and there was another two cars or whatever. Get out of the cars, mm. and and run down to Marathovnos, and at least tell everybody to leave. Yeah. And inform our families and inform others. Evacuate. Just yeah. Evacuate. Evacuate. Yeah. yeah. The Turks are coming. Basically, yeah. that was the. Anyway, yeah. so so we um. Um. You got in the trucks and you went. To we got in the truck and we headed down to the village and we headed down to the square of the village where the coffee shops were, mm. and uh, we got off the truck and we went around and told everybody that uh, the Turks, was it like Turkish chaos? tanks. Were you like screaming? Were you no. guys yelling or were you just no. calmly being like, "Hey, I think we need to go." Yeah, this we're isn't safe very anymore. calm and we just walked around and said, "Look, Turkish tanks are coming. We, we need, need to, to get go. out of here." Mm. And people knew that this would be the case if if they were coming because, yeah. I mean, we heard the stories from the previous places. And, right, of and the villages around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there was no way that people would want to um, stay behind, you know. It's, no, why would you even risk it at that point after hearing so, that stuff? There was one of the guys that was with me. Uh, we were a total of about 10, but we split off and we kind of... Uh, uh, went each way and there was one guy that stayed with me that he had access to a car that was parked right in the square okay so uh, I said to him look Kiriakos was his name <laughs> I said Kiriakos uh, we need to go tell my parents mm. you hadn't told your parents yet well yes because I was on the hill oh 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 we had to tell them you had to go t- yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I said <laughs> we need to inform my parents yeah. and in the neighbors wherever and and um, and already some people had left Marathovnos. Mm-hmm. Okay, the early in the morning when they and when they saw the planes and they heard what was ha- happening in uh, yeah. you know in uh, Kerinya and Lefkosia, they they just took off and they went south. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew where they're going, but uh, I think they were leaving also with the hope that they, they will stay home. overnight until mm. everything stops and then come back home. They come home. Yeah, then. The military was in Chados, the village that we captured uh, the first uh, three days. There was a military unit there. Mm-hmm. So uh, that military unit was still there. Hmm. But somehow they got the message as well. So by the time I went to the house and by the time we exited the village, the military unit was also leaving. Everybody was leaving. Oh, wow. Yeah. They packed everything and they just... Head south. Do you remember when you told Yaya and Bapu about yes, it? Yes, yes. So what we did is that we got in the car. The other guy drove. He he had a license, a driving license. I didn't. Yeah. So 
uh, who and who cared about the driving license I at would this say, point. Yeah, but you know, I was not the driver. I didn't yeah, know yeah. how to drive. <laughs> so, so we got in the car and he drove to our house. Mm-hmm. And I went inside. I went, you know, I mean, I went through the doors, uh, the big doors where my grandfather used to live, mm-hmm. and walked into the into the yard immediately as you enter mm-hmm. and i started cry, you know calling them i said uh, Baba, mama you know where are you where are you mm-hmm. and uh for like two or three minutes i was going around and there's nobody there oh weird so i said to myself they must have left but i said no. i need to I, I need to make sure i cannot leave like that. i went throughout the house and i yeah. couldn't find them uh-huh. i came out into the yard and then it occurred to me that we had the little shelter, the little shelter. <laughs> and it occurred to me that um, uh, we that we were when we building the shelter and when we were discussing the use of the shelter, we said that if any time planes come over us, uh, we will go in the seek refuge in the shelter mm. protection. And and um, so. Idea. There was a wall and a door between where the shelter in the further back of the yard, the other yard, another yard. So I, I went through the door and I, I called them and I said, Baba, Mama, where are you? You know, yeah. it's a... Uh, and so I, they answered from the shelter. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> there they I said, were. please come out. Aww, yeah. So Was Thea Varvara there too? Yes, it was uh, Papua and Yaya and Thea Varvara and Thea Stelios. But Theodoros was... Theodoros was uh, in the military serving uh, officially, you know, ju- doing his... Was he his, on the front line? He was on the front line in, in Amohastos. So what they did that day, they also packed everything and left Amohastos. They t- asked them to leave. But you didn't really know if he but was we didn't okay, know. like what was going on necessarily with him specifically. Well, we had no idea where office. he was at the time and yeah. what he was doing. And this, was the, this is the older brother in case anybody forgot. Yeah, yeah my older yeah. brother, Theodoros. Yeah. Now, I talked to Stelios today and I was telling him that we're doing this uh, oh. podcast. <laughs> and I oh, asked wow. him, I asked him, where were you when I was in Jados, when I was in the front line, on the front line in Jados? On ep- episode two when we on, talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Where, during the first three days oh, of the... okay. Yeah, where was he? Well, he reminded me that he was actually uh, bringing food and water to us. What? Yes. Oh, um, wow. He was one of the youngsters that were kind of uh, uh, brought together to create a team to supply us with food and water. How old was he? He, didn't, he couldn't remember that I was in that group. Or well, you he, didn't remember he was in that I, group. Yeah. So. But how old was the Australian? 15. Then? He was about 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're only so, years. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, I asked him today. I said, where were you? And he oh says, you know, I, I remember. He says, when they shelled us, the one moment that they shelled us, I was around the cemetery. And I had brought, oh. I had just delivered... Food and food. water to the uh, our people that were, you know, the the military people that were on the front line uh, on in Chados. Yeah. And I said I was part of that. He says yes, you were. Oh my gosh! So, wow. So okay. we finally solved that problem. <laughs> anyway, so now this is the 14th of August, and they're in the shelter, and I arrive and I call them out, mm. and my father comes out, mm. and I went to my father immediately, and I said in a very uh, calm voice, and I said, Papa. Mm. Let's get out of here. The Turks are coming. Okay. What was his reaction? He says, how, how do you know? Uh-huh. I said, well, we saw the tanks. Yeah. He says, where? Uh-huh. I says, they're coming from the direction of Lefkosia. And uh, we were on Anefani, on the on the hills. Mm-hmm. And we saw them. They're lined up. I said, Coming straight for coming us. Coming straight for us. Yeah. And and, I, and not, in addition to that, in addition to that, this is the other interesting thing is that as we drove down from the hills in the in the truck, I was in the back of the truck, in the open mm. uh, flat base of the truck, mm. with the weapons that we had, yeah. along with the others, and a couple of people in the front driving. Yeah. And, I, and, uh, and we were coming down, and as we passed the school, which was in the west part of the village, mm-hmm. um, there are explosions around us. Oh, wow. They are shelling us from, I don't know which direction, probably from Chalos, they from the airplanes, you think, up above? May, not like, from the planes. They were not from the planes because there was a time when the planes were not there at, the, at that moment. Mm-hmm. But they were shelling us with... Uh, it was either the tanks shooting from that direction. Possibly. Yeah, that's very possible. Or, and, and these, I mean, I was we were just wa- uh, going down like at about 35 miles an hour down the road. Mm. And explosions on the right and explosions on the left. And we're so just running right through. So is it shaking you guys? Because that, that must Well, that, that, of course, unsettled us. And, of uh, course. And, but 
and that and that's why we we were sure now yeah, that yeah. we were in danger yes yeah okay? for sure so this was not a um, this was not something to to take uh, lightly, lightly. Yeah. yeah so that's why we told everybody and we told them they were shelling us so mm. I told my father too I said not only I saw the tanks coming and and they're all lined up but they were but they were also shelling us as we yeah. came down from the yeah. from the hills and actively um, attacking and immediately he says let me grab my shotgun. You know, he had his shotgun <laughs> in the back. And uh, and then he went back and called my mother out and the kids from uh, from, from the, the shelter. shelter. Yeah. They came out and I said to my mother, take whatever valuable you might have immediately, you mm. know, like if you have any cash or anything at home, yeah, take, take it, it with you. With you because we're not, we're leaving. Yeah, yeah. And she took a jar of water so that we can have water. It was summertime, was it was, yeah, 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 it was yeah. hot. <laughs> and uh, she took. Like um, <laughs> and um, did she bring any food or anything? Um, did anybody grab food? No. Okay. No, there was no food. We didn't take any food at all. Yeah, but you brought. But water. she took water. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we all kind of got together in the in the in the yard in the mm-hmm. middle yard of the village, of the house, and then we exited toward the car. Mm-hmm. And then she locked the doors and took the keys and put her in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And she brought them and she had them for years. Oh, really? Yeah, she had, she them, had them when she we were growing them. up in a... Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she locked I bet too. you all of them, all of the families did that with the idea of like, oh, we'll go back someday. They yeah. probably all brought their keys with them yeah. to wherever yeah. they had to resettle. Yeah. Was anybody, um, like, was Thea Barbara or was Yaya, was anybody like, might be a silly question, not panicking but panicking like was anybody falling apart at the scenes at this point no or were nobody you guys was just falling on a apart. mission to like make it out yes. to be okay nobody was falling apart okay everybody was very calm i mean as i said unsettled and not knowing exactly what's well, happening your adrenaline going. Is rushing. yeah yeah, yeah but you're a, not like no one was like nobody was you know, crying nobody was uh, yeah. falling apart nobody was uh, fainting nothing nothing it was like let's go okay we have let's to get go. in this yeah. car and let's go yeah and as we exited as we went down the street we called the neighbors, and uh, a woman with her child came and packed herself into this car too. <laughs> so it was like uh, seven of us, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five, I think it's seven. Seven, eight actually in uh, this okay. in this car that was is like sitting on each other. Ugh. Of course, I mean, what the, else are you gonna do? The kids were smaller, you know. Yeah. Omar was smaller, and the child of the other woman was smaller. But Aww. we packed ourselves in this car, and then the question is, where are we going? Yeah, where did so you go? So let's go southwards. So we went through. Okay. We followed the road that went to our um, the orchard that we owned, mm-hmm. which takes us down south, straight south. So if you're looking at a map, you're going this way from the green. Yes, line. we're going straight south from okay. Marathovnos. Okay. Uh, toward the highway that connects Lefkosia with Amohostos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as we exit, as we're as we're moving in that direction, mm-hmm. we encounter the troops from Chados, the the our our okay. troops, yeah, own troops. that okay. were based on Jalos during these three weeks that entered Jalos, okay. um, the Turkish village, during the first attack that uh, that we were also that we entered their base, yeah. the military base there. Okay, and um, they, yeah, and they're also leaving. So, so that was confirmation for us that we had to go. That this was a good decision. Yes, it was a good decision because yeah, yeah. we knew. If the military were leaving, they were asked to leave. I, Therefore, yes. they knew that there was no resistance they can put up. Yeah. And um, yeah. So by this time, a radio station started giving us some faint idea of what was happening without telling us exactly what was happening. They were t- saying that our troops are retreating. Yeah. That was all they were saying? Yes. The troops are retreating uh, very smoothly. <laughs> really? The oh troops are doing very smoothly. Wow. Um, which was telling us that um, they were not putting up a defense. I wonder why they didn't even have the radio working for you guys to know what was going on before, though. Well, they, the radio was working. It's just they didn't want to tell us. They didn't want to spread um, panic among people. They didn't want to say to people, leave your homes. Uh, they never did that. They never said anything like that. Interesting. Um, okay. But they were giving us the hints that the troops were retreating and then we need to figure out what to do. Gotcha. And we got the mes- message. The we message, just, yeah, We yeah, just yeah. got out. Very yeah. few people stayed behind. Mm-hmm. Some people did in Marathovnos, for example, and they were arrested and they were kept... Uh, really? Yes, and they were uh, 
and and some of the women were molested actually and but um anyway and then we learned what happened to the church and we learned what happened to yeah, the icons yeah, yeah. from that yeah, yeah. because what they did is that they uh they eventually the troops entered they didn't enter that the troops did not enter that night okay okay, okay. but they bombed the village that night they shelled it, the tanks shelled it, they attacked it uh, from every direction that they mm. could. Mm-hmm. And um, and the people who stayed behind, about um, 70 people maybe, uh, out of, of two and a half thousand people, yeah, okay. the 70 that stayed behind, they uh, saw the Turkish troops coming in the next day on the 15th, and they told us, and when they were released, they told us a story. None of those died. They were not... Um, Killed, Interesting. but we lost um, we lost the the young man that was the uh, commando that he was a yeah 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 and we suspect that he must have gone and tried to um, I, there were two two um, uh, I guess um, theories that one is that he he encountered the Turks and and he had a weapon with him so he tried to um, attack them attack. or defend himself mm-hmm. or whatever. And he was killed, mm. or they arrested him. And when they realized that he was um, a soldier and a, you know, and a, and a trained soldier, they they killed him yeah. at some point. Yeah, mm. uh, because he was armed. He had right, right, right. He had a weapon. He had a, an automatic weapon and probably a pistol. Yeah. Um, so he was um, anyway. Yeah. So we lost him. He was lost. We never. Yeah. And his family, poor family, for years they were waiting for him. Really. And they never found they out never anything. Found. Nothing. Well, they never thing. even found his body. No, no. They don't. They didn't know that whether he was alive or dead. Or dead. Because there were a lot of soldiers that were taken prisoners. And True. A lot of them taken prisoners to Turkey. Yeah. They suffered terribly. In Turkey, they would force them to um, drink their own urine. And they tortured them, yeah. They tortured, tortured them. them. Yeah. They would not give them food or drink. They would put them, like 30 of them, in one room. Uh, and uh, they had no place to lie down. They yeah. had no place to go to the bathroom. Yeah. They uh, they starved them. And then they, th- they would throw a piece of uh, bread mm. uh, from a hole in the door. Let them and fight it out. Let them fight it out mm. and, and kill each other. And uh, I mean, it was really... Some of these guys were never normal after they came back. Right, how? Some of, yeah. some of these guys, they died early. Mm. And I know there is one particular one that I know. That I, knew him, I knew him very well. Mm-hmm. I knew him... Um, I met him in New York also when we were students. I was friends with his family mm-hmm. um, and friends with his brother. And I saw him recently in Cyprus. He's better now, but for years he was depressed. He was uh, psychologically unbalanced. He was, uh, mm-hmm. And he was one of those that were treated that way in Turkey. Mm. Of so course, he, pro- he, he, he told you guys too yeah. what happened to them. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, yeah. He, the yeah, he, to- yeah. he told us some things, yeah. yeah. And the other one that I knew quite well and I, uh, I got to talk to him... Um, he died when he was like uh, 32 years old. Oh my God, yeah. he was so young. Yeah, yeah. He died uh, uh, maybe 35. He he kind of suffered terribly, and then um, and then he uh, yeah he he was so depressed and so mm. because they took their dignity away. They they yeah. they basically tortured them. They tortured them psychologically yeah. and physically. And physically. And um, yeah, yeah absolutely. A, a lot of the, a lot of our soldiers were executed, uh, mm-hmm. uh, cold blood, and and mm-hmm. they were buried in mass graves, and now sure. they're discovering them. There were there were close to two thousand uh, s- uh, soldiers and young people who thought they were soldiers, and they took them like a, a classmate of mine from the English school. Yeah, he was lost, mm. and nobody really knew for a long time. And I th- and I think if I remember correctly, he was. Because he was kind of big and, and they mm. thought that he was older than he was. He was younger than me, but oh, they wow. thought that he was older. He, mm. he was like 16, but they thought that he was in his 20s because he was a, a big guy. The uh, they probably took him uh, that he was a soldier and they um, and eventually they killed him. So right. he got lost. Mm. And many, many others. I mean, it's... Um, How many people total evacuated the northern part of Cyprus? I don't uh, think we said that yet. Close to 2,000 people. And then... Uh, 200,000. 200,000. Just your little village was 2,000. Yeah, yeah, 2,000. So 200,000. And then there's a number, and I don't remember now if it was 1,000 or 8,000, but there's a number of missing people. They still don't know. Do you know that yeah. number? I don't well, remember. Well, originally it was like close to 2,000. Okay, okay. And uh, in the recent uh, 10 years or so, maybe 15 years, what they have done is that they managed to... Um, 
get the United Nations involved, and they uh, they did excavations in the places where still trying to. some people remembered mm-hmm. that they had executed them, and mm-hmm. so they found uh, they found almost a thousand of them. Okay. Uh, and they, they identified them with um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the DNA, DNA testing. testing. Uh, but there's still, I think, uh, still 900-some people like still that. missing who nobody knows who yeah. they, where they and are. And those families don't know And those what families don't know what happened to them. Yeah. But most of the people, most of our people were killed on the 24th, I'm sorry, on the 14th and the 15th of August. Okay, okay. Most of our young people... Mostly soldiers, yeah, yeah, and other youngsters that uh, they were taken for soldiers, mm-hmm. or they just, you know, they um, they arrested them because they arrested all the men if they found them, and they killed whomever they thought was a danger or was a, they suspected them of being, sure. yeah. So, yeah, so this is basically what was going on, and we were we were fleeing, and and as we uh, as we were just driving down. Going south and and toward the highway between Lefkosia and Mogostos, others from the village were coming mm. and heading that direction, mm-hmm. and um, and then the soldiers, as I said, mm-hmm. were also leaving. And finally, we came to the highway, okay, and uh, and we took a left turn and headed for Mogostos, mm-hmm. and um, and and that was another fifteen miles probably that we drove to mm. get to Mogostos. Yeah, and other cars were going in that direction. Many cars were going in that direction. Uh, some other cars went further south toward the other villages that were south of Marathovnos. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and they were, from what I learned later, there were uh, Turkish tanks on that side too. So the, a lot of those were captured or mm-hmm. pushed to go further south. Yeah. Anyway, so we, yeah, we headed for Amogostos. And while we're driving toward Amogostos, planes are flying over us. Mm. But we didn't stop. We figured if they wanted to kill us, they could kill us any time. So right, right. just keep going. Okay? Yeah. So we kept going. And we reached the, the, the outskirts of Amogostos, mm-hmm. Famagusta. And we decided to take a right turn and go around the city uh, and head for wherever in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, because we could see from where we're driving okay. that planes were... Uh, basically diving right over the harbor of Amogostos and dropping bombs. Okay. And this was continually happening while we're driving. We could see that as we get closer and closer. And then as we we took a a right turn and went south, Mm. bypassing Amogostos, and we we could still see the planes uh, diving down and Mm. and coming up. And then you could hear explosions. You could see uh, smoke coming out. And, Mm. you know, it was like we knew that they were bombing probably the harbor and other things. Mm. And later we found out that they, they bombed hotels. They bombed uh, other places on the, on the coast. Mm. Okay. And there were people, many people got killed. Um, the beautiful coast. Yeah. Like, ugh. The most beautiful the coast most of beautiful Cyprus. Coast. Is, yeah, the, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, those hotels. Those hotels are still standing uh, yeah. broken and uh, to this day. It's, it's a ghost town. Yeah, and Amokostos is a ghost town. Yeah. Amagusta is a ghost town. Yeah. And the Turks are playing games with it, and they're trying to uh, get us to agree to certain things so that they can give us Amokostos, and then they, they're not going to give it to us. And then they, mm. I mean, they've done it 10 times probably since I remember in the 45 years yeah. that they're kind of playing playing Amogostos as a, as a Well, they're as like a hanging it, yeah. Hanging, hanging it as a carrot and saying, mm-hmm. give us all of these things and then we'll give we'll you Amogostos. <laughs> and then every time, the things they ask for are more and more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so over the years, yeah. the carrot, well, the carrot got smaller. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the deal got bigger <laughs> And the them. things that they want got, got bigger, bigger and bigger, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's another story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're um, driving... Um, West of Amogostos, uh, going south and bypassing it. And we head for the Rinya. Mm-hmm. We go right through the Rinya. Okay. And, um, and we keep going. And we reach Paralimni. Okay. We enter Paralimni. We drive right through Paralimni. Jeez. And we ended up on the southern part of Paralimni. Mm. And there was a school there, the third... Uh, public school, Trito de Modigo, third public school, just elementary school, the third elementary school. Okay. And the driver says, you know what, let's let's rest here, okay, let's just, mm. yeah. So we went, 
there are no planes coming. We passed the bombing of Famagosta. We are, you know, kind of, let's take a breathing, uh, uh, you know, breath. Breather, yeah. Uh, yeah, breather. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he drives into the courtyard of the school. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and this is now the 14th of August. He drives yeah, into the courtyard. The same day, yeah. We come out. We, yeah. um, we'll be driving for almost an hour right now, or uh, probably an hour. Yeah. And uh, it it's probably around <laughs> 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and we're all kind of stiff in the sitting on each other. <laughs> so we come out. <laughs> I forgot there were like eight of you in this small car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we come out. We walk around. And then... Um, were there other people there? No, we were the first ones to arrive. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was still early. Yeah. yeah. Still early. And what happened is that uh, we I knew somebody that was with me in the in the group that was with me mm-hmm. uh, on the front line mm-hmm. in Jalos. I knew his name, so I went around, I asked, and I found his house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I told him that we were running. Mm. Uh, he stood in the door with his wife. Uh, he never invited us in. Oh. He never... <laughs> He never gave you food. He never gave, he never you gave us anything. He never offered, offered anything. He just stood in the door and didn't even invite us in. So after we said, you know, we're here, just we're here. We're in the third, uh, oh my God. The third elementary school. He closed the door. We left. Oh, my. And we said, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. No refuge. He was the guy who was the brand man on our team. The guy who sh- who was holding the brand gun, the brand machine gun. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was guy. supplying him. That you with were the, giving him ammo mm, and stuff. Yeah. He wouldn't even give you water. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't ask for anything. I just you said... You told them we're, we've yeah, escaped, like we've left that's now. It. We're left with, every, with nothing, you know. And, oh, my God. And, uh, and we said that... Uh, that's heartbreaking. We saw the tanks, we saw the Turks, you know, and it's just like, okay. Okay, goodbye. What? So we left and went back. Oh so I don't know exactly how another another older man came. Okay. And um, was he nicer? And brought us. He was very nice. Okay, he good. he saw us walking around. He's I don't know exactly how he discovered that we were there. Aww. He came with a with a bag and um, and he had bread in it and he had uh, halloumi cheese in it and uh, he had tomatoes and cucumbers whatever. So he gave it to us and we were so oh, hungry. Oh God! Of course. <laughs> okay, we ate. Okay. So that's our first meal. <laughs> Halloween tomato cucumber bread. As refugees. Oh, wow. First meal as refugees. So we... Anyway, so within a couple of hours, more people are coming. Okay. Now, the the Carpasia district, the the peninsula of Carpasia is emptying out, basically. And a lot of people are leaving uh, from the villages in Carpasia. Coming towards you guys, like where you guys are. Yeah, because they got the same message. They saw the tanks. The tanks kind of continued from... Chalos all the way to uh, the all the way to Amogostos basically yeah. mm-hmm. and basically what what happened is that the people were warned at some point and started leaving and so we started getting the wave of refugees that were coming in this direction wow. mm-hmm. and uh, there were uh, there were cars private cars there were and there was a truck full of people a big truck full of people mm. in the back uh, uh uh, base, what do you call it? The, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the word yeah. either. So where you put the car going, the truck, it was, it was full of people. So, oh, wow. um, so first we thought as the, as the night was coming, I mean, there were hundreds of people that came, yeah, hundreds of, of people. They kept coming yeah. uh, until it was dark. Mm. And um, finally the, there was nobody else coming. And, and the school, the, the gym of the school, mm. we found the um, uh, the exercise mats and we just kind of laid them all over the place. Oh, my God. But there were so many people that uh, it was hard to yeah. get people to have a place to sleep. Yeah. So people took turns and they lied down a little bit. And uh, and uh, I after, after I was so exhausted from everything and I was so emotionally exhausted... Mm. And uh, I could not really lie down. I could not stand the noise that everybody was kind of making. making. No. So I, I just left and went outside mm. and um, laid against the wall outside mm. uh, to keep my back uh, uh, kind of supported. No. And I stayed like that throughout the night. So, so you never went back inside? Never went you back inside. Did. I mean, there was no reason to be inside. You needed some like So, So in the morning, time. yeah. Yeah. In the morning, um, 
the the driver, the brothers there, yeah, and the woman with the child, mm-hmm. our neighbor, yeah, um, they needed to find uh, their families. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they got up in the morning and they and they came to my father and myself and they said, you know, we. I need to go find my husband and my kids. Oh, my God. And uh, and the guy says, okay, I'll, I'll take you and we'll go and see where they might be. We'll just go and search, you know, and find them. This was this was terrible. This was really terrible. Yeah, what? Anyway, so um, so we agreed that they would leave, and now we don't have a car. So but did you ever hear from them again? Oh, yes. Um, I don't think I ever met them after that, but I heard that, Eventually, we heard that she found her husband. He found his parents oh, and his family. Oh, thank God. And they, they got reunited. That's a good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we, we, we learned that they were okay. Okay, good. But for days, we didn't know what happened. And right, yeah, yeah it of took course us, not. It took How us, are you going to know? Yeah, it took yeah. us many days to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And to find out what happened to them. But, right. uh, but I, you know, we were sure they would, you know. Eventually. Eventually mm-hmm. reconnect with mm-hmm. their relatives. So, yeah. Um, so you didn't have a car because you left so to didn't go have help a car. search. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the fifteenth now of August, and um, and we have no place to go, and we have no, and there's no way that we're going to stay in that school. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Um, because there is no, you know. Right. There's nothing to do in the there's school. There's nothing there for no, you yeah, anyway. Nothing there. But for that night, that school was our home, and that yeah. school was a, a shelter for us, and, yeah. uh, and that was good. So, uh, at some point, probably later in the morning, mm. the the driver with the truck that brought those people yeah. um, decided that he wants to take them further south to Ayanapa. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is Paralimni. Ayanapa is south of Paralimni. Mm-hmm. So... And that's by the coast. That's by the most um, southeastern coast of Cyprus. Okay, mm-hmm. right at the edge, you see mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So, and at that time, again, Naba was a small village uh, of about three hundred families. Uh, there were mostly farmers and fishermen. Uh, sheep fishermen. Mm-hmm. And um, but the coast was very beautiful, and, and there was a small. <laughs> it's still so yeah. pretty. <laughs> and there was a small uh, harbor for the fishermen, Limanagi. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a very quaint place. You yeah. know, it's very beautiful. Quaint place. Yeah. And uh, and we didn't know where in Ayanaba we will end up. We had no idea. But the driver did. Hmm. Because he was from the same village as the owner of a new hotel that was being built. Mm-hmm. Nisi Beach. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Classic Nisi Beach. So, and, <laughs> and some of the people on the truck were related to the owner. Oh, wow. Okay. But the hotel was unfinished. So, yeah. Anyway, so. It was just uh, concrete, cement. It was all cement. Yeah. Okay. But there were some bungalows, just private uh, kind of things on the on, on the, the on the sand on the sand. Yeah, yeah. And there was a, uh, a like a restaurant right on the water. Yeah. Uh, with a kitchen and. Um, with the one that I went to, I'm just kidding. It's probably not the same one I went to. Yes, the one that we always go to. It is the same one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. See. Yeah. Yeah. The same restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah, that's yeah. the same place. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And the the chef of that restaurant was related to these people too, and related to the owner. Yeah. The owner was in Greece, had been in Greece for many years. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so you know, to make the long story short, we um, having nowhere else to go and having no place. Mm took her home and having no destination that we could actually yeah. ask for. And you had never visited Ayanaba before? Never. Yeah. So it's totally new to we you. get on the truck. Yeah. It was a small conversation with my father and my mother and we all got on the truck <laughs> and we went with these people wherever they take us. Okay. Risk takers. Yeah. Because real. the others who were not with the truck, they had their own cars. Gotcha. Or okay. other vehicles. So I, don't, I don't know what they had. But yeah. But uh, those on the truck were all dependent on the truck driver. I see. So we all got on the truck, and we all headed for <laughs> Ayenaba. Straight for Nisi Beach. <laughs> and straight for Nisi Beach. We had no idea. I did not know exactly. Nobody really from yeah. uh, from us. No one knew about Nisi Beach or anything about yeah, it. Yeah. So we um, we got on the truck and we went right through Ayenaba. We saw the old monastery. Went around it. Mm-hmm. and uh, took the road to Nice Beach. It was a very narrow road in those days. <laughs> there was hardly anything there. There was nothing there except the monastery in the center and yeah. a few few homes of the villagers. Yeah. And um, uh, and we arrived 
by the time we arrived it was uh, late afternoon I don't remember what time it was it was probably late afternoon yeah um, and we uh, we arrived there and they unloaded us from the truck yeah. <laughs> onto a cement onto bare the front hotel. of this bare bone cement structure, structure. they had no doors or windows or anything it was all open there were several floors but they suggested that the safest place to be would be where the kitchen area is, which had um, more protection from the wind. Because later in the evening, the wind was very strong coming from the sea and it was kind of cold too. It is cold. So, yeah. so we ended up in the kitchen. So what we did was we, we scouted around and we went and found these uh, big uh, cardboard boxes. We opened them up mm. and we laid them on the floor every floor that we could um, that we could basically claim and uh, some of the, the, the relatives of uh, the the owners of the hotel yeah. they I think what they did is that they put them in bungalows um, like the mother and father of the owner or something yeah, things yeah. people like that and we didn't know who they were and we had no idea at the time but mm-hmm. but they put them in the bungalows and the rest of us, Probably 50, 60 people. Have I met these people? Have I met the owners? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know those that particular family that like had that experience with you. Or do I? No, you, you don't know them. I don't think you know I them. Don't think I even if you met, met them, them, you really didn't know who they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, what we did was we, we basically those 40, 50, 60 people, whoever it was, that we, we ended up without a place to be, to stay. We ended up in the kitchen area. We put down the cardboard boxes. We figure out each family takes a little corner, and um, and with a limited space. And again, we would take take turns at night sleeping, sleeping because there was on enough. On the cardboard. Yeah, on the cardboard. Yeah, because there was enough space. On the concrete. Yes. Cardboard on concrete. Cardboard on concrete. That's horrible. With open doors, the wind no blowing. Wind. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but we were protected from the wind because of. We found the places the where there were no, yeah, yeah, there were yeah. no doors okay. connecting with the wind and kind of. Okay. And that was the fifteenth of August. Okay. We slept in the Air Finish Hotel. Oh my god! <laughs> I do remember you telling me that that specific one with the cardboard. I do remember yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't know it was in the kitchen, like in the area that maybe I have seen growing up. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So visiting they, there did that ever like disturb you? When we would go visit as kids, did everybody? You were just like, "That's a part of my life that exists." Part of my life. The interesting yeah. thing is that Stelios went on later and became a chef and came back and worked at Nice Beach. He worked in that kitchen. Are you <laughs> where serious? We, where we slept that oh night. Oh my god! Where was so during this time on the fifteenth? Theodoros was still. We don't know. He was fighting. Like he was in the front lines, most likely. We still don't know what happened. Yeah, to we had no idea where he was that at that time. point. So really, it was just all of you except Theo. Us, yes, at that, yes, at that yes, point. yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and for the next few nights, we will sleep there. Okay? Yeah. That's where we slept. Yeah. There was no other place for us to go. Um, we didn't have a vehicle, so we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and... Um, what did you eat? Yes. What did we eat? That's a good question. <laughs> um, the chef that was related to the owners mm-hmm. was there. He was a chef trained in England and... Um, and he and he had some supplies in the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but for the first three days, he wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't do much for us. Mm. Maybe for the first two days, he wouldn't do anything for us. So we would, we we would. Uh, Stelios went out and he went scouting into the fields, and he found uh, tomatoes left over from the. People like the small ones that they the didn't they didn't harvest them to sell them. He found uh, cucumber here and there, mm. and he brought them back. And we were basically we we looked for bread, bread, okay. And there was yeah. no bread in the area because there was one public um, bakery mm. that was the biggest bakery in the area mm-hmm. uh, in Paralimni. Mm-hmm. But the son of the owner was killed in the um, in the exchange of fire. Oh my god! And uh, on the front line. Yeah, and um, the and the family were mourning, and they wouldn't open up to make bread. I so, don't blame them. so I mean, people in their homes might have made their own bread. Yeah, but the rest of us who didn't have a place to make bread, we couldn't bread. do anything. So, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So that was very difficult. That was very difficult. I think the first couple of days were very difficult. And then the chef decided to open the kitchen. I think the third day, maybe. Finally wanted to help. Yeah, I think he helped the family, the, the immediate family first. And then he realized sure. that he has to take care of us too. <laughs> so he opened people. the kitchen. And this is what he did because I went in and I helped him a little bit. Okay. Uh, to prepare the food. So what mm. he did is that he had like um, a sack of potatoes, but he figured... This this uh, famine may go on for a long time. Yeah. So he took uh, like ten potatoes, mm. chopped them up into small small tiny pieces, and okay. threw them into this big uh, pot, mm. huge pot. Mm-hmm. Added, uh, filled the pot with water, <laughs> huge pot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then he went into the um, into the refrigerator freezer, and he had some meat, nah. but he didn't know how long this famine would last. So. He took a small piece of meat and chopped okay. it up. He's feeding 60, 70 people. So chopped it up. Tiny pieces. Tiny, tiny little pieces. Yeah. Threw them in this huge uh, uh, kazani, the, the pot, pot, huge pot. Like and a cauldron, like a huge, yes. like massive. Massive cauldron, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, um, and then uh, took uh, whatever else he could find, little rice, a little, uh, whatever he could find, a few vegetables that he had, he would chop them up, throw them all in, boil it for an hour or whatever, and then... He was serving to us a soup. It was primarily flavored water because you were you would be very lucky to get a piece of the meat or get a piece of the potato. Gotcha, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we survived oh. on that. <laughs> oh At least we got. At least he got you something. And yeah, he said yeah, he yeah. tried to feed. We were very people. thankful. Yeah, we're very tried, thankful yeah, because, yeah. you know, I mean, we didn't expect how anything. How else were you gonna? Yeah, how else yeah. were you gonna eat anything? Well, we're going to stop on that day. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> then we're going to, um, on the next episode, we're going to dive into the settlement in Ayanapa and how yeah. you guys kind of function. But that, wow, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was the, tough, the toughest days were the first five. Yeah. Because of the fact that there was no food, there was and, no food. Um, and there was no place to sleep. And, uh, uh, you know, and it was very difficult. It was really, I mean... Yeah. harsh for us mm-hmm. and and the news kept coming from uh, the front line that they kill people that they raped women that they uh, destroyed churches that they mm-hmm. destroyed homes that you know they and and more refugees kept coming in that yeah. direction yeah, yeah so you're being bombarded with yeah. with like negative news obviously yeah. Yeah. while not in your home while in a foreign place basically yeah okay because you didn't you, that was foreign land to you yeah. that part you guys had never been there you don't know anybody there yeah. So. In the meantime, we're worried about Theodoros, my older yeah, brother, because yeah, exactly. uh, we don't know where Didn't he know is. What was, if anything we don't know if he's him. alive. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. He was How on the front line, too. He was on the front line in yeah. Mokosto. So we're not sure what happened. Did yeah. they stay behind? Did the Turks capture them? Did they, um, did they exchange fire? Did they get killed? Um, it was anybody, really very difficult for my parents, especially. I was going to ask you: Did anybody, like even Yayan Bapu, like did they like ever have a moment of like breaking, or were they like? we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Like, was there a moment where maybe Thea Varvar or like Thea Stelio or anybody was like, had, you know, had fallen apart at that point? Or were you guys kind of level-headed at that point, like trying to just make it through? I think we're like trying to make it through and we were all a bit depressed about this and yeah. we're all kind of unsure about the future. Right. You know, I mean, it's... You don't know what what's going to happen. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, you don't even know what's going to happen today. True, yeah. So we, you don't even know if you're going to eat today. So we were <laughs> we were actually discussing what if the Turks decided to come all the way to us. Where would you go? Yeah, where would we go? So the discussion went on with everybody and, you know, they all said, you know, the bases, the British bases. Because they're not going to enter the British bases. Right? That's, that's a very good yeah. idea. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So we were waiting to hear that the line was violated where where oh the, what line there was no line what what happened is I that know, the we Turks keep calling it the line yeah, but there the Turks took whatever they wanted and nobody stopped them okay yeah. and they stopped at some point yeah and we granted them everything because there was nobody to to what happened is that several several people mm. uh, decided on the second day on the fifteenth to go back to Verinha south of Amogostos okay and um, and just just set up guard, okay, with some rifles that they had, and a couple of machine guns, okay? So when they saw the Turks coming our way, they shot at them, and the Turks stopped right there, and they kept whatever they had. If they allowed them to come, they would have taken more. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. 
Huh. So okay. that's the way it happened. And these are civilians. They were civilians. They were not... I know, but they had the power to go all the way through. Oh, yeah, the Turks had the power to I do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they still do. Well, they, they didn't they... have... Their plan was not to take the whole island. Their plan was to take... The northern they, part. they actually took a lot more than they expected to take. Yeah. They wanted to take uh, the airport in Lefkosia, but the Canadian uh, United Nations forces, they defended the airport in Lefkosia, and they, they a lot of them got killed. So I granted to the Canadian United Nations... Uh, peacekeeping force that was in Cyprus at the time, Canada. they fought very bravely and wow. they kept that airport. Wow. And it stayed under the auspices of the United Nations until today. It's like, oh, a, wow. it's like a green zone. It's like a, mm. a, a demilitarized uh, yeah, yeah. zone. Yeah. So that was the international airport of Lefkosia. Yeah. And therefore, we didn't have an airport after that. I see, I see. Okay, so mm. while all of this is happening, Cyprus has no airport. You and can't even leave the country. You can't even leave the country. If you wanted to. If you could. Yeah. You couldn't even. Okay. You didn't have a choice. So what I learned later and um, we understood what was happening is that uh, those who were British citizens or American citizens or whatever, if they went to the American embassy of Cusia or they went to the British bases, mm-hmm. they will arrange for them to leave through the British bases. I see. So they took out of the island uh, all the British and American citizens that requested to leave. But the rest of us had no place to go, so we were stuck there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, we keep referring to the Green Line and the northern side, and people don't really know what that is. Well, the northern side is the northern side of the, of the island, but the yeah. Green Line is now considered the separation between the occupied separation and the line, non-occupied. Yeah. 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 So if we ever refer to that, at least they would, yeah, you guys yeah. would know what we're talking about. Um, okay, Ba. Yeah. We're going to stop there. Um Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's stop there. And then we'll <laughs> and then we'll continue. We'll continue next episode too. Okay. Well, okay. thanks for listening everybody and hopefully next week. I'm hoping each week we'll do a new one. So, we'll be back really soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>